0: So river, river so valley, valley so rain, welcome to the Axial Spondylarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a long-time spondy looking to bring the community closer, to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. I hope this finds everybody doing well this week. I wanted to start this show off with a little bit of sad news here to report. This week, we lost another member of the Faces of Ankylosing Spondylitis community. Her name was Rachel Too. And she was AS face 1071. Now obviously to her family she was much more than that number, but I present that to you. So you know, go out and read about Rachel. She was very active in all the forums, just a uh, just a very nice lady. And so I've got a link in the show notes to her profile page from the faces of Ankylosing spondylitis. So that was just very sad to see. And now, let's switch topics a little bit. Last week, I brought you a video from Alex Levine's Fitness, and I want to do another one this week. You know, when we look at exercise, when we look at getting motivated, it can be very hard if you feel alone, if you have nobody to rely on for motivation. And while you might not be in a position where you want or can afford a personal trainer, Alex has so much great fitness topics, short videos on YouTube that are just very easy most of them are five minutes or less, quick content that you can digest to keep you going and and keep you pushing yourself forward. And this week, I'm gonna present a video, I'll have a link in the show notes, where he talks about how to get started exercising because that's just such a huge topic for so many people, myself included, where do you start, what do you do? And this is just a really short two-minute video. You know, listen to Alex. It's a great way to probably start to set the stage for what you want to do and maybe where you want to go. So again, I hope you listen to that. It'll be down in the show notes below. And give it a shot. Go out and subscribe to his YouTube channel. There's just a lot of really good content and motivational items on that page. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, as you saw from the show topic, we're going to look at vitamin D. Now, I'm not a doctor. I saw this article come up on MySpondylitisTeam.com, and I wanted to touch base with it because I am one of the people that has low vitamin D, and so I have to supplement it. And I think that's probably fairly common for many people, if you're not outside a lot, that your vitamin D is probably low. Again, talk with your doctor, have them test you for it, and see where it falls for you so that you know what you do or don't need to do. When we look at vitamin D and vitamin D levels, we have to start off kind of at the basics of, what is vitamin D? Well, if you have like all us, spondylitis of some form, you may be wondering whether vitamin D, or a lack of it as they say, could be affecting your symptoms. It's important to understand whether there are any connections between vitamin D intake and spondylitis symptoms, and if you should do anything to evaluate whether you have enough vitamin D in your diet. Again, talk with your doctor and look and see what is affecting you so that you have a baseline for where you sit. So what is vitamin D? Vitamin D is a nutrient that our bodies need to make your muscles move. It helps your nerves send signals and allows your immune system to fight off bacterial and viruses that can make us sick. Vitamin D is also needed so that bones can absorb the calcium they need to be strong and healthy. So it's got a lot of functions that it serves in the body. There are two kinds of vitamin D. There's vitamin D2 and vitamin D3. Vitamin D2 can mostly be found in plants, mushrooms, yeasts, where vitamin D3 can be found in oily fish and is also made... In the body itself uh, from sun exposure additionally vitamin d3 is later converted to 25 hydroxy which affects how the transcription of genes relate to vitamin d are up and down regulated so again i'm not a doctor that's why you want to talk to your doctors because sometimes i have a hard time even pronouncing the words they will be the ones to tell you where you're sitting at and whether supplementation is important for you according to the cleveland clinic there are foods also that are good sources of vitamin d those are things like beef liver, fortified cereal, fish, not the oily fishes like the salmons, the sardines, the swordfish, and even cod liver oil, egg yolks, fortified milk, and orange juice. The body breaks down vitamin D in it to its active form called 1.2 dihydroxyvitamin vitamin D, which is also known as calcitrol, and that can be found as a supplement. This active form of vitamin D can affect the cells in the immune system. Levels of vitamin D in people with spondylitis. People with spondylitis are often curious about the effects of vitamin D on the symptoms and treatments for rheumatic diseases. Spondylitis, like other autoimmune disorders such as rheumatoid arthritis, is closely linked to your immune system. Rheumatic diseases overall are autoimmune, meaning that your immune system itself attacks your own tissues and inflammatory according to the Mayo Clinic. The author of this article then goes on to state that one study conducted in 2018 found that people with ankylosing spondylitis had lower vitamin D levels than people in the general population. They were also shown to have lower bone mineral density. Monitoring vitamin D levels itself may have benefits for you in controlling, like, inflammation and disease activity the study found so ultimately again this is where you need to work with your medical team to look at where you're sitting across both the treatment plans for biologics or no biologics diet as far as what you're eating and not eating what you can enhance exercise and then supplements like vitamin d and and some others that your doctor may or may not recommend so all of this ties itself into your overall treatment plan and why it can take a long long time to find that right treatment plan for you. It's not as easy as just walking in and saying, I have axial spondyloarthritis. What do I do? doesn't work that way. There's so many variables dependent upon everybody reacting differently that once you understand that and you understand that you're just putting the pieces of the puzzle together and that piece works for your puzzle might not work for my puzzle. Once you come to grips with that and you, you get all the pieces aligned, then you're going to hopefully have a good, helpful, meaningful treatment plan that returns some of your quality of life. The levels of that are dependent upon where the disease has progressed to, but that's really what we're looking for is some quality of life increase. Another group of researchers reviewed previously published studies to look for connections between spondylitis and vitamin D. They also found lower vitamin D levels among those with spondylitis versus the general population and noted that physicians should pay attention to vitamin D levels when treating people with spondylitis. Bone health is particularly important for people with spondylitis because osteoporosis is one complication that can occur in people with the condition. Appropriate vitamin D levels are essential to maintaining the overall bone health in your body. So again, this is where you have to involve your doctor. You can take supplements to start off, but again, you're wanting your doctor to know and have a true baseline of where you're at so they can see where they need to get you to. So the big question is, does vitamin D supplementation help with spondylitis? Well, some people from this website, myspondylitisteam.com, have shared that taking supplements to increase their vitamin D levels has been helpful. One person wrote, I have to let everyone know that liquid vitamins are a miracle, the person wrote. I take a mixture of B vitamins and vitamin D every morning, and it's the difference between doing and not doing. One reason vitamin D may be helpful is because it could decrease inflammation. Vitamin D has been shown to increase the body's anti-inflammatory capabilities. So if we can use all the tools at our disposal, the biologics, the exercise increases, the supplementation with things like vitamin D. If we can use all of those to decrease the inflammation, again, that's where we start to get our quality of life back. There was a study done in 2017 on vitamin D and pain management. This study found that supplementing vitamin D helped alleviate pain symptoms in people who were deficient in the vitamin, but it did not make much of a difference in those who were not deficient. Many researchers believe that more studies are needed to confirm whether supplementation with vitamin D could be helpful for people with rheumatic diseases. Again, that's where your doctor becomes involved, and they can work with you to set that baseline so that they know where you're at, you know where you're at, and what you need to do. If you're considering adding vitamin D supplements to your diet, it's very important that you talk with your healthcare team first. Although some data suggests that the effect of vitamin D can be helpful for people with spondylitis, you can also run the risk of taking too much. There's a place called the Office of Dietary Supplements. They warned that too much vitamin D can cause nausea and vomiting, muscle weakness, confusion, pain, dehydration, and kidney stones, among other possible side effects. So vitamin D also interacts with some medications that you could take. So don't start any of this stuff before you talk to your doctor. So you can see, this is just one item, vitamin D. It can be just one of the pieces of that puzzle as I mentioned earlier. It's so important as you get going with a diagnosis or as you are looking for a diagnosis, have the doctor test everything. Get a baseline for where you are at for everything. Again, this is not medical advice. It's just what you want to be considering when you talk to the doctor. For me, I had to get baselines for all sorts of things from vitamin D to testosterone to cholesterol Had it all checked. We figured out what was good, what was bad, and ways to help to combat it. You know, some of them I'm I'm doing well at. Some of them I'm not going to lie, I'm doing very poor at. And that's something that I hope will change as we go forward. So with that, I hope everyone has a wonderful week make sure to go and check out Alex's video in the show notes. Again, it's short, it's less than two minutes, but I'll take you over to a link to his YouTube page and that hopefully will provide you just so much of the starting guidelines for what you are, that should hopefully provide you so much of the information you might need to get started to have that discussion about exercise, motivation, everything that entails with your physician. You'll also see, Alex is really honest, you'll see in uh, many of his videos, he'll tell you when he's having and bad times when he's losing motivation and what he does to try and overcome some of that and how it works. So again, I give him kudos for being just really honest and really upfront. For me, been really rainy here in Michigan these last three days or so. And these storm fronts with the changes in the barometric pressure, I feel like a truck hit me. And so I've been really sore. And hopefully I'll get some warm weather here in the next few days to get rid of some of these storm fronts that have been going through. I know the rain is needed. I don't begrudge that but it just plays havoc with the health. So I hope everybody has a wonderful week and I look forward to talking to you next week. Take care.